Somewhere in the three years of Jesus' ministry, he gave the teaching, take up your cross and follow me. He might as well have just said, take up your destiny. Take up your call. Take up your vocation. Take up what Spirit has given you to do in this lifetime and follow me. His destiny was ultimately the cross. Um, Our destiny is something different, perhaps. But if you take the metaphorical teaching of the whole aspect of the cross in our faith, and apply that to our growth, our spiritual growth, our inner work, who we are as vessels of Christ, of vessels of the Holy Spirit, where are we tormented? Where are we misunderstood? Where are we called to say, stop, be silent when the ridicule is heaped upon us? Where are we given the grace to be able to say, into your hands, I commit my spirit? When does that happen on our spiritual path? Is it just one time? Perhaps when Jesus was baptized in the Jordan way back when, when his cousin John recognized that this is the Son of God. When the skies opened and the voice of God came through. Remember, words have power. Creation is begun with sound and vibration. When the word of God came, listen to him. For he is my beloved son, and I am proud of him. Three years later, he's hanging on a cross. And he is able, in those three years, he is able to come to a point in his life where he is able to say, into your hands, into your hands, I commit my spirit. In the midst midst of incredible suffering, there's some teachers out there that will suggest that because he was God, he never experienced the, the true suffering of what that brutality uh, does to a human body. Because he was God, he was able to transcend the reality of that moment, go through the motions, but not feel the pain. Well, I'm here to tell you, I don't think that's true. I think he felt every bit of that. And yet, in the midst of all of that, in the incredible hatred of the very people who were entrusted with his faith, with the governor from Rome, the, oppress- the occupational army, the incredible hate of all those people who at the beginning of the week, just four or five days before that, were swinging their palm branches, throwing their cloaks in the road, rejoicing in the coming of the new king, the Messiah, that was going to raise a sword and vanquish the oppressor and send them home and start a new reign of government. One week later, he's hanging on a cross after suffering two days of absolute brutality. And yet, he is able to say, into your hands, I commit my spirit. What brought him there to that point was his ability also, just a moment before that, 
to say, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Forgive them, for they know not what they do. So in our faith walk, as Jesus' people, as vessels of the Holy Spirit, of that Christ consciousness, what gets us to the place where we are able to say, into your hands I commend my spirit? What act of courage do we take before that to get us to that place of absolute and utter openness to the will of God? It is forgive them, for they know not what they do. Forgive them, for they know not what they do, opens us up to letting go of our need to judge, letting go of our need to evaluate, letting go of our need to anything, fill in the blank. Forgive them, for they know not what they do. That doesn't mean they're our best friends. What it means is that we are in a place where into your hands I commit my spirit. And that's what this week is all about for us as Jesus' people. And when you think about it, there's a concept uh, in, in many different traditions called dismemberment. And when you think about the beginning of the week, here we are riding our Harleys, you know, doing what we like to do. The sun's shining. It's about 75 degrees. It's just a beautiful day, and we're grooving along. And then throughout the week, we encounter, and we encounter, and we encounter. And sometimes we encounter to the point where we're so frustrated that we overturn whatever the tables are that are reminding us of what's frustrating for us. We may act out or speak out or whatever. And we confront the powers over us in different ways. And all of that willfulness, willfulness, all of that arrogance, all of that ego, all of that judgmentalism, all of that I want it my way or no way is dismembered from us by spirit so that what is left is that we recognize that we have the grace and the power within us to forgive them for they know not what they do and to forgive ourselves for that very same reason. And ultimately, when we're remembered, we are remembered with the grace and the spiritual power to be able to say, into your hands I commit my spirit. No matter what has just happened, into your hands I commit my spirit. So I I really would invite us this week, don't beat ourselves up because we think we crucified Jesus. We didn't. It was a political murder 2,000 years ago. They didn't like the man, and they co-opted the occupying forces to do away with him. What we can celebrate and rejoice in is that process of dismembering everything that doesn't work for us. Everything that keeps us from the grace to be able to say, I forgive for they know not what they do. 
and into your hands I commit my spirit. Because that opens us up. It's a time of rejoicing and celebration in the midst of the pain and the suffering. But it's a time to rejoice because that opens our hearts to receive the Holy Spirit fully at Pentecost. And we'll celebrate that after next week. Amen. Any thoughts?